Hey Sleuths, this is episode two in a two-part series on Chicago's Rogers Park Killer, also known as the Duck Walk Killer. If you haven't already, go back and listen to part one. And keep in mind that I'm a new geek podcaster and encourage any feedback that you might have. So without further ado, let's dive back into the case that rocked Chicago's most northern neighborhood, Rogers Park, in 2019. Many people who live in Rogers Park are no strangers to its beaches. Rogers Park is settled right next to Lake Michigan, and if a warm day comes around, people tend to flock. It might be a northern thing, but anytime there is a warm day, us northerners don't waste any time soaking in that warmth. There is one path in particular that runs the entire beach of Rogers Park, and it's very popular. There's one spot in particular near Lent Avenue, which is used for walking and biking. On October 1st, 2018, 24-year-old Eliyahu Moskovich was out for a walk on this path. It was unusually warm for an October night, averaging around 64 with high humidity. Around 10 p.m., the humidity was actually so high that it started to rain. And I know what you're thinking. What on earth is Eliyahu doing out at 10 o'clock at night in the rain? I combed through several articles online trying to find the answer. Most of them report that Eliyahu was actually an avid Pokemon Go player, and so much so that he was part of the Pokemon Go Rogers Park group. Two hours before anything would happen, Eliyahu was reported hanging out with his friends playing the game. So if you know anything about this game, you know that Pokemon are really found in the strangest places at the strangest time. So it's highly suspect that this is what Eliyahu could have been doing at night or just walking back from playing the game. Unfortunately, this was a walk that Eliyahu would never return from because at 10.20 p.m., two shots were reported fired by locals in the area. And not much later, Eliyahu's body was found by Pastor John Elston, shot point blank to the head, reports indicating that Eliyahu was found dead at the scene. Immediately once this information was released, the entire Rogers Park community was in a uproar. It was only 36 hours ago that Douglas Watts was murdered. And not only that, they are really, really close to locations of these crimes. So close within a 36-hour period. People, people started freaking out. And even stranger, Douglas was murdered in the exact same way as Eliyahu. While there are so many coincidences between these two cases, unfortunately, one thing that wasn't the same was that there weren't any security cameras around. You have to understand that the path that Eliyahu was on was and is a park path. It's situated between the beach and then there's this grassy area that kind of runs beside it. There's nowhere to put security cameras even if you wanted to. So unfortunately, all the police have to go off of at this point is that they have two murders that look at face value very, very similar. So taking that hunch, they run ballistics on the gun. And if you're not familiar with what ballistics is, basically what it is is they take the gun shells that have been shot in a situation and they compare it to each other. Um, some guns um, only make with certain materials. They have serial numbers on it. So if you find shellings on the ground, you might be able to match those up. And wouldn't you know it, in this case, it was a match. The shell casings found at both crime scenes the 1100 block of West Lunt Avenue and the 1400 block of West Sherwin Avenue from Sunday 
were found to be a match. So now Chicago police have a real problem on their hands. It's very possible that they have a serial killer. Like Douglas, Eliyahu still had his phone and wallet on him. There was no motive for theft. And now the same man has killed twice. I couldn't explain to you the fear even if I wanted to. As I said, the area where Eliyahu was killed was a popular spot. It's what you would consider a safe spot. As we talked about in the first part of the series, if you lived in Chicago, crime has a pattern. You know where to avoid, what time to avoid it. But when things happen outside that pattern, safety dissipates and fear develops. To Chicago police credit, they understand this. Patrols became very, very heavy in this neighborhood, and according to Black Club Chicago, over 40 detectives were assigned to the case with federal assistance. And while that's not unheard of, I don't think I have to tell you that it's, it's rare. And while tips are flooding in from everywhere, this case unfortunately goes cold. And the strangest thing, while the gunman disappears, wait for it, the gun doesn't. Only two weeks after Eliyahu's killing, shots were fired on the opposite end of Chicago, on the south side. While no one was killed, ballistics on the gun matched those of Douglas and Eliyahu's cases. And two weeks later, more shots were fired on the south end. And once again, no one was hurt, but the gun shells are a match. Chicago police would later remark that it's not uncommon for guns to change hands among criminals. And so far, they don't link these two shootings with the Rogers Park killer. So for now, unfortunately, the Rogers Park killer, also known as the Duck Walk killer, is free. This episode of Citizen Sleuth was researched and reported by me, Sarah Camel. Our theme music is from filmmusic.io, entitled Dark Walk. If you like this episode, be sure to share and follow us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. And remember to share anything that you might know, because maybe, just maybe, this case doesn't have to be cold.